You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. We are back with you guys this week. We took a break last week with our uh, mud run. That's right. Which was a huge success. Great, great weekend. Oh my goodness. So did we play a greatest hits or? We actually just took a break. We... You mean oh, it was wow. dead silence? Yeah. Yes. So these yes. poor people are looking for yes, a podcast so there was none? Correct. So Holy smoly. You're, you're back and they must have live. Thought, they must have thought Apple <laughs> took us off. Because <laughs> we did yeah. talk about that the week before. Yeah. But, uh, We're sorry that Luke didn't put a greatest hits on, yeah. but he didn't, right? <laughs> I had a response to that. But anyway, <laughs> let's let's talk about the mud run. How, how how was that? It was flawless. Um, it was spectacular. Spectacular. Um, we had thirty over thirty one hundred kids sign up, and mm-hmm. we had over twenty seven hundred run. Correct. And we believe there was um, about eighty five hundred people all told in the two-day event, and it was flawless. I mean, there was, it was, I can't even describe coming around the corner with the runners and seeing the pond and the kids. It was like a summer camp in the 60s where inner tubes are going across and kids are running across in the frog and awesome. They're ziplining, they're, the guy's kayaking on this this pond. Um, it was I, it was it's such a treat, and the weather was great. And then the, my best part, which I didn't get to see, but I heard that you had the, we had the, the uh, special needs heat. Yes. And um, the photos from that will just melt your heart. Yeah. yeah. That was really cool. So our last heat of the day, and we had one kid who was uh, had nonverbal autism, and he was struggling through the course, but he didn't want to give up. And, wow. You know, a did lot he do the whole thing? Did the whole thing. Oh, he man. did. Yeah. And his, and the spectators were trying to offer him out. Yeah. You don't have to do it if you don't want. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And he'd get into it. Yep. It was, um, you know, I was at the front um, one day, and it, I mean, if you're not fam- familiar with California, um, we're Northern California. We're an hour north of Sacramento, but there were people from all over California that brought their kids for this. Yeah, uh, there's a whole family from Placerville, the Bay Area, which is San Francisco, all the way down past Sacramento. Mm-hmm. It was, it's becoming quite a big event, yeah. and now um, it's the second largest event in Orville wow. after the um, salmon festival wow. so pretty it was it was just man if you're anywhere near our you know near California in the first weekend of July June you should do this yeah. come up and see it yeah and we got the opportunity to share the gospel with the people when they were there and that was amazing invite them to church invite them to that was amazing you know, come know why we do what we do yeah and that's that is true the reason we do a mud run is that <clears throat> we want our love to look like something and um, we, we don't charge because we want to tell them about Jesus. So the whole time our MC is telling them about Jesus mm-hmm. and the name of Jesus is lifted up, don't you That's think? That's right, he's lifted up. Yeah. yeah. It's so, made clear why we do it. Yeah. yeah. To love our community. Yeah. That's a good segue for us to answer today's topic, which oh, wow, is um, salvation is through Jesus alone. Alone. Yeah. Alone. Alone. Um, he Only Jesus. Yep, this is one of our message points. We are still making our way I through like those. These. Yeah. No kind of refresh other name me. but yeah. the name of Jesus. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to dive into a story in, in Acts. Um, just to give a little bit of context, uh, 
Jesus has ascended, the Holy Spirit has fallen on them, the Pentecost Day happened, they, John and Peter have just healed the guy at the gate called Beautiful, mm-hmm. and um, preaches for preached a little sermon, and the uh, Jewish rulers, the, the council, didn't really appreciate that very much, so they've arrested them, and now they've brought them before the rulers, and here we are in Acts 4, verse 5. Let's go. On the next day, their rulers and elders and scribes were gathered together in Jerusalem. And Annas, the high priest, was there, and Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander, and all who were of high priestly descent. When they had placed them in the center, they began to inquire, By what power or in what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are on trial today for the benefit done to a sick man... As to how this has been, as to how this man has been made well, let it be known to you, to all of you, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, wow. whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by this name, this man stands here before you in good health. He is a stone which was rejected by you, the builders, but which became the chief cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved chief cornerstone yeah. and there is no there's salvation for no in no one else for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved the name of jesus and i say to this podcast the end <laughs> <laughs> we're done enough said yeah, yeah. we're it's right? it's yeah. 20 it's 15 yeah. seconds and yeah. we're done yeah Enough right? said. I mean, how, what greater authority has there ever been than Peter saying yeah. that to the yeah. those men? And how incredible that is. Yeah. No other name. Yeah. And um, it's takes us back to the very statement the Father made to the three disciples on the Mount of Transfiguration. He takes them up a hill, and he says, "This is my Son. Listen to him." Mm-hmm. And Jesus, and when Jesus said in Matthew seven, uh, "Why do you call me Lord and don't do what I tell you to do?" Um, every, I mean, there's, you can just string them along all just the times when it's about doing what Jesus said. And today we've created a religion that doesn't want doesn't, to do what Jesus do said. It. Just yeah. we want him as Lord, but not as I mean, we want him as Savior, but not as Lord. Yeah. And this is very clearly from Peter saying to them that it is in this name of Jesus that salvation alone is. There's no other name by which there can be salvation. And so you have to come to Jesus. You have to deal with Jesus. The whole the whole story. And I've heard people deal with Jesus that didn't believe in many different ways about, you know, saying his mother and his brother were not his mother and brother and they want to criticize him for some things he did or mm-hmm. calling the the uh, priests and the elders names, you know, that's not really right. And I've heard people do a lot of those things and it's well if if salvation was by you then your your argument would carry some weight. Right. It would carry water, you know. And you would say, okay, you can either be saved by what I say or you can be saved by what he says. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think that's probably the most prevailing ideal that people live in today, that what I think is all that matters. Well, I don't think you have to do that. I don't think you should do that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we are saved by that. I, you know, and it's like, well, what it really meant what really matters is what did jesus say he said anybody who would be my disciple 
would have to do these things. And if you didn't do these things, you can't be my disciple. If you don't love me more than mother, father, brother, sister, sons, and daughters, you can't be my disciple. If you cannot give away all your possessions, you can't be my disciple. If you can't lay down your life, you can't be my disciple. And so Jesus says what salvation is. And if you're saved, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And he said to, you know, the faith will make you well. And when he said that, he said the word saved. Faith will save you. And so what is faith? And so that becomes the argument with the Gnostics of the day. What is faith? And James cleared it up really well when he said, faith without works is dead. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so don't tell me about your faith. Let me watch you and see your faith by what you do. And again, it's works. And so salvation is by Jesus alone. Then that takes us to the responsibility we have to say. Who do we listen to about what we must do to be saved? If salvation is by Jesus alone, then listen to Jesus is the only, only standard by which we could use. But if it's any, any, however you interpret it, God's grace is big enough to cover you. No matter what you do, which I'm told all the time by people, oh, no, I, I might be living with my girlfriend, but I'm doing with everything else right. So I'm in a sexual relationship outside of marriage. But I'm doing everything else right, so therefore I'm okay. Whoa. Well, this is the religion you've created. Come right? on. That you can get away with that, and you can mock God by saying you're a believer but not doing what he says, calling him Lord but not doing what he says. Right. And he I'm says sure. sexual immorality will, will cause you death. So they all want their way. Like, okay, I, I might drink too much, but I'm still saved. <clears throat> well, Paul, Paul identified that as you'll never see the kingdom of heaven. And we have to make these decisions. What, what is it that determines how we're saved? Where does salvation come from? Well, we know it's the cross. It's, we know that the cross was for the purpose of offering us a deal, a deal where our penalty of our sins, which all have fallen short of the glory of God, all have sinned. There is none righteous, no, not one, as Paul wrote us. And then, so we are, we're all in this state, and how do we get rid of it? Jesus comes and he serves the sentence that is due for those sins. My unrighteousness is due to serve a sentence, mm -hmm. to take a penalty. Jesus says, I don't release you from your penalty. No, I go serve your penalty. I suffer your penalty. And so in doing so, he won the right to dictate how men are saved. I ask people constantly, what does the Bible say it takes to be saved? And I always get the same verses mentioned. Believe, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you shall be saved. And it says that. It says that. Mm -hmm. And it, it, there's several places it says, believe and you shall be saved. And it really does say that. But then I always come back with, well, there's so many other verses about branches that don't bear fruit, virgin bridemaids that don't have oil, mm -hmm. all these different people, a guy with a wrong clothes on in the wedding feast and they're all rejected from heaven and yet it seems they're there because they believe wow. and yet their actions cause them to be rejected wow. the branches that bears no fruit will be thrown in a fire the sheep and the goats the goat that does not help jesus in the least of these is sent away to eternal punishment it goes on and on the, the two servants when the master comes back the one is found working and the one is found not working and he's kicked out, and the other one's given charge of the whole vineyard. Mm. Every one of these stories, and there are many, and I, I mean there are many, that have, when the master comes, what are you doing? 
and it's a doing thing. And so we decide it's, it means this and it means that. And we answer the question, what does Jesus say it takes to be saved? And we say, believe. Well, I always come back to the, to the question, what does believe mean to you? How do you interpret when Jesus says believe, what did he mean? It's good. Everybody tells me what they mean. And again, you're trying to fashion a salvation in your religion mm. based on what you think believe means, wow. on what you think it takes to be saved. How did you interpret those verses you just quoted to me? Well, he said all of those parables, and they have to fit believe. Mm. When he says, any branch of me that bears no fruit be cut down and thrown in a fire— well, my belief has to encompass that. It has to be that, well, then in believing, I must bear fruit. Anyone who's oiled, the, the bridesmaids with no oil in their lamp, they are locked out and they'll never get in, it says. And the ones with oil in their lamp will go in. I have to take that and apply it to believe. So believe must mean that if I believe, I'm a person who always keeps oil in my lamp. I always bear fruit of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I always am at work in my father's vineyard so that I don't get kicked out. I study to find out what the true clothing of the wedding feast is so that I'm not thrown out. In that one, he says, turn them over to the torturers. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, no, get me the right clothes. Let me, what are the right clothes? So when you ask that question, it is such an open, it opens such a can of worms. What does Jesus say it takes to be saved? But it's so clear. It, oh, it's so clear. I don't understand the confusion. I, well, I do. I actually do understand the confusion. But I think that people don't understand the confusion. So when I tell them, did you know that in the Bible, Jesus says what it takes to be saved mm -hmm. somewhere around 16 times wow. where he uses this phrase until the end, yeah. persevere until the end overcome until the end endure until the end he says he who endures until the end will be saved wow. he who overcomes will be saved to the end will be saved and he says it so many times and yet if you ask what does jesus say it takes to be saved you will get the answer believe and you'll be saved because it's the easiest one to interpret however you want to interpret it wow you have to, like what I just told, might be a little complicated. You have to add the virgin bridesmaids and the branches that bear fruit or don't bear fruit and the goats and the sheep and the servants working in the vineyard and the son that would and the son that wouldn't. you got to add both of those, all of those to the word believe. And so people get, they, they just go away. No, I don't want to know that because then I'm responsible. Wow. The trouble is you are responsible whether you know it or not. It's written right there in front of you. And when you tell people, did you know 13 times he says it directly and 16 times he refers to it, that it's, it's those who stay faithful to the end. Yeah. I think that's, that's the challenge, right? That, the verse that, uh, I'm trying to remember where it is, but the, if you believe in your heart, confess you talk. Yeah. That is that, you know, we all did that somewhere at an sure. altar where we gave our life to right. them. Yeah. But it was, that's day one. It doesn't factor in day two day that's three really day four good. right Fifteen thousand, right and that's the i think that's the challenge we answer that question based on what must i do to receive like forgiveness of my sins rather than what must i do to really walk a, a life out with jesus right and that's the i think ha people on don't think about it in those terms yeah i think that's really good and i think steve steve usually says is well he's saying about believe but you know we use that word as i believe in i believe in santa claus and i believe in the tooth fairy and you know we use it so many so differently 
And you got to ask yourself, what does believe mean? Mm-hmm. Does it is there is there any responsibility in believing? Well, from what he just said with all the scriptures, there's a lots of responsibility and to endure to the end until the mm-hmm. 150,000th day of your right. life. Just not on the day you ask Jesus in your life and you believe. It's like it's walking out your salvation with fear and trembling every day of your life. Study to show yourself approved. Right. There's a lot of um, personal responsibility in the word believe, is there not? Yeah. Yeah, it's, you're stating that you're, you are stating you believe that you have to have your oil filled. Mm-hmm. You have to be filled with the Holy Spirit at all times. You can't grieve him. That's good. You have to be in love. To give like give all to ever to give all of your mm. possessions, or you can't be my disciple. Wow, I mean, I have some possessions that, I mean, eventually they just start owning you. Mm. Do I really? Could I really give them all away? I mean, that's a question I should ask because I end up having a lot of possessions. Can I? I want to be tested in it too because I want I don't want to get there and find out I failed. I want to be tested. I want to get you know those the the midterm test. Mm-hmm. I like those midterm tests in my life mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, I am, I am there. I am, I am doing well on that. You know, love me more than mother, father, brother, sisters, sons, and daughters. You know, I want to be tested in that, sure. you know, and Just I want to make sure testing now than yeah, after work, we, we to get there and find out you failed. Whoops. Well, wait, I thought I, I thought I didn't Whoops. fail. Yeah. And I think that people will have that happen because they're not mindful of the, uh, of the need to evaluate these things. Do I overcome? Do I persevere? Mm-hmm. Do I endure, you know, or do I run at every, 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 every storm that comes? The hireling runs when trouble comes. The son stays and fights for his inheritance. Yeah. Am I a son? And I think that everyone listening to this podcast should understand why we, one of the tenets of, 10 tenets of our faith here at the Father's House, our commitment to this ministry is that we believe that salvation is through Jesus alone. Amen. No one else teaches us. If someone says something about salvation, we say, let's, let's hold Jesus' word up to it and see how that washes. It's good. And if it does, hey, we say, praise the Lord. Thank you, brother. Come on, man. We're with you. We agree with you. Yeah. But if it doesn't, we say, uh-uh-uh. No, we're not, we're not going to let that poison so into yes. our system, man. We're not going to let that uh, warm, luke, lukewarm us down. <laughs> if we're hot, we're not going to let it cool us down. That's good. Right? I think, you know, the the other side of the coin in society today is that, uh, you know, one of the other ver- famous verses on this topic is John 14, verse 6, right, where Jesus says, uh, I am the way, truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. And I think that today's society, we, we like the idea that maybe there are many ways to the Father. There are many ways to God. There are many ways to salvation. Whether many it's names, too. Many names, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, Buddha or yep. uh, Muhammad or... I am having a spiritual awakening or wh- whatever it is. We want a language that doesn't require the name of Jesus, right? It's just right. a spiritual, my own spirituality is what um, I follow or I'm a good person. So therefore I'll go Make to heaven it. one day. That, those kind of things are permeated society as well. So what, what do we Jesus, say? Jesus says he is, is the only way. Yeah. And, you know, lots of people who've come through, you know, uh, like a lot of people have come through what you just said and a lot more religions or um, you know, or for me, I came through, if I'm just a good person and not kill anybody, I will go to purgatory and then I'll go to heaven. Um, and then when you find the truth, when you find him and you, and you say the beginning prayer mm-hmm. of Jesus, be my Lord, 
<clears throat> those words mean something. You're asking be your Lord, um, be my salvation, and you start to understand that the, none of that is none of that is true. None of those, none of those religions are dead religions. All of those people died. Jesus died and then resurrected. He's the only he's the only religion, if you want to quote unquote, that came back to life. And, um, his God is not dead. His our God is not dead. Yeah. He's alive. And and you know it sounds like a fantasy, honestly. Um, if you you know it sounds. I mean, I just sit sometimes and go, how could this possibly really be true? Yeah. That one day we're gonna he's gonna wipe every tear from our eye, and every and one day I'm gonna see him face to face and live eternally, and he, he's he's erased my sins. It's you know it's almost too good to be true. It's probably Jesus, and but it's the name of Jesus. It's and that's where I think we we as Christians, modern day, so often now we want to make it every other name. In fact, we just want to make it God. Yeah. And you'll hear people, a lot of people talk about Father God, Father God, Father God, Father God, Father God, or God, 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 God. And you got to be careful because salvation comes only through the name of Jesus. And God's not really like jealous of the name of Jesus. Okay. He He's the one that gave his son mm-hmm. so that we could be saved. But oftentimes in Christianity, we just use the word God. Well, let me just tell you, God could be many different things to many different people. You go to Pakistan or you go to um, um, South America or you go to Egypt. The name of God could be an entirely different relationship and identity opposed to Jesus. So I think if I would challenge everybody out here to use the name of Jesus. It is usually the marrying of some of those guys. Yes, correct. It's like the best attributes of them all. Yes. Did you say attributes? I said That was amazing. (laughs) I stumbled. It was good. Attributes. Yeah. Right? Yes. Let's go say it again now. All the attributes of all those. Attributes. I love it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or even just people that say this, use the term the spirit now as well. And there's many, there's many spirits. Many spirits. <laughs> How many spirits, I wonder, are there? Oh, that spirit yeah. thing is yeah, really weird. Real yeah, I followed the spirit. Yeah. yeah. The spirit. Yeah. Well, who, who's that? Oh. Yeah. The spirit. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. Well, I, in fact, I saw somebody online one time and. They said, you know, I follow the Spirit, and the Spirit contradicted the Bible. Yeah. And I'm like, um, yeah, let's hold up Jesus' word to the Spirit. And I don't think that would make me scared. Would that make yeah. me scared? Oh, yeah. I had Following one former spirit? pastor that I thought very highly of tell me that the, the Bible was just a fairy tale. The Spirit had told her that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, really? What? Mm-hmm. It's a fairy tale? Yeah. Really mm-hmm. weird. Like, oh. It's quite oh. a hyper, hyperbole. Mm-hmm. So what about Jesus, I said? Well, he was just a good guy. You know, he was a good guy. Wow. Mm. The like, depth. She, they, was, they were Jesus pastors. Wow. And that's how quickly you can be perverted or led away or deceived away. Mm. By the Spirit. Kind of like, like the breadcrumbs that lead instead of to home, they lead you into the dark, deep forest. Cancel yeah. Gretel's where, oven. Where the wolf lives. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we've we seen you know, the, the history of Christianity, right? We started with the story in Acts, which is one of the very first sort of gospel messages that's preached, and there's one one or so more before that, but the message was pure, but we see, you know, within a few hundred years how, you know, when it got brought into Roman system, slowly it just started to be perverted for the sake of power or um, authority or whatever, or to, right. you know, even Bible translations, like, written for the, the king's wishes, what he wanted to do, just all of this idea of 
we have to come back to Jesus, Jesus not what, what we want or what we think or what we desire. Yeah, and you read you read and you read Paul's letters. I mean, that's what he was fighting against the whole time: yeah. Gnosticism, every other name, you know, bringing in all kinds of different uh, religions and and spirits and and um, I mean, he was fighting it back then. What, what year was that? Thirty, forty, you know. So it's it's a the 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 Antichrist spirit has been alive. And to get Jesus off the throne and get Jesus's name off our lips yeah. has been around for a long time. Would you, you agree with that? Can you speak about that Antichrist spirit? You know, sometimes we just think of the Antichrist as yeah. the, the Antichrist, but there's a, you, you know. Well, Antichrist. What, what I believe there's two, yeah. there's two uh, manifestations of the Antichrist. One will be to make Christians the enemy, much mm-hmm. like the Jews were the enemy in Correct. the 40s mm-hmm. in Europe. And... Um, the other is to imitate and present a completely different version of the Christ. Mm. Like, um, really try to imitate and deceive and say different things, like like the Spirit mm. saying, you know, that the Bible is a fairy tale. Mm. Like that. that. That is the very essence of the Spirit of the Antichrist. Wow. It's, is it's a spirit that leads people to no longer believe in Jesus the cross alone. of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ or that Jesus' salvation is through Jesus yeah, alone or that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. And anybody, no man comes to the Father lest they come through him. I mean, that's the spirit of the Antichrist. Anything that really takes away from that, the truth of God's creation, like the sexual revolution or the or any kind of existentialism, mm-hmm. humans are God. Humans are the greatest power on earth, and we are God over our planet. Mm. And all of those ideas are all very straightforward versions of Antichrist. Whereas Christ is King. Mm. You know, one of His names, King of Kings. One of His names, Prince of Peace. Alpha and the Omega. He is the leader, the ruler, First the master. It says he created all things and nothing was created right. that he did not create. Mm. In the beginning, he was with God. In the beginning, he was God. Mm. Nothing was created that he did not create. Right. Mm. And no, and the, anything that says different is the spirit of Antichrist. Wow. He said you have to come to me to be saved. You have to endure to the end to be saved. You have to, you have to uh, persevere yeah, race. to be f- saved. And people come along saying, no, you don't. You just have to believe. Grace covers it all. Grace covers my drunkenness. Grace covers my sexual immorality. Grace covers my larceny. Wow. Grace covers my my bearing false witness, my idol worship. Grace covers it all because it's all under the blood. It's all swept under the blood here. Jesus already did the work on the cross. I don't got to do anything. Wow. That's the spirit of the Antichrist. That is anti-Jesus because the reason we found during this last 25 to 30 years of Christian, our Christian experience with people around the world Mm -hmm. is that they don't want to hear about Jesus. They don't want to hear what he said. They like to refer to him once in a while, but they don't want his teachings. Right. Because it's stuff like cut your hand off if it causes you to (laughs) sin. Pluck Pluck your your eye out if it causes you to sin. It's better for you to go to heaven with no one eye than it is to go to hell with both your eyes, you know, Mm -hmm. sinning. They don't want to hear that stuff. Right. They don't want to hear about him throwing, you know, a fit about the money changers, you know. <laughs> they don't want to hear him say, you cannot be my disciple if you don't do these things, if you don't love me more. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't want to hear that stuff. And so when you start coming saying, I only preach Jesus and his words, 
you become a very unpopular preacher. Yeah. That's the milk of the word. Yeah. Yeah, because all you're bringing is the milk. They want the meat. Yeah, the milk yeah. is turn him over to the torturers, <laughs> send the sheep away to eternal yeah. um, life, yep. and the goats away to eternal punishment. Right. Away from me, I never knew you. Yeah, the bridesmaids are outside knocking on the door where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. And he I, says, you know, I hear you, Naki, but you can't come in. I saw a dog gnash his teeth one time. That was horrible. I can't imagine seeing you know five virgin bridesmaids knocking on the door to heaven, trying to get in, understanding this is an eternal decision being made. Wow. What's happening right now is forever. I can't get in forever. Mm. They got in forever. The other five got in forever. They paid attention. They kept their wow. oil in their lamp. Huh. They were ready. They kept their lamp lit. These, I can't life. imagine, you know, that weeping and gnashing, what it's like when you realize this is a forever outcome to my behavior. Mm. Salvation is through Jesus alone. It's, he says, by his name is the only name under heaven or on earth mm -hmm. by which men can be saved. Why don't we take that seriously? Yeah. The name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. Every knee shall bow. And every, every tongue, tongue confess. confess. Yeah. We see dimly Jesus now, Christ right? Jesus Christ is Lord. But we then see, we shall see face to face. Correct. That's right. That's revealed so we, right now. we see now is through a glass darkly. Darkly. Yeah. But then we shall see face to face when the perfect comes. The imperfect. And the, the imperfect will pass away. And that perfect is... Jesus. Mm, that's good. So I want to read this. This is in John 12. Um, again, it's toward the end of John 12, starting in verse 42. Jesus has um, been, you know, healing people and uh, talking about what's going to happen. And the, uh, the Pharisees don't appreciate it very much. <laughs> but in verse 42, it says, Nevertheless, many even of the rulers believed in him but because of the pharisees that because the pharisees were not confessing him for fear they would be put out of synagogue for they loved the approval of men rather than the approval of god and jesus cried out and said he who believes in me does not sorry he who believes in me does not believe in me but in him who sent me he who sees me sees the one who sent me i have come as light into the world so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness if anyone hears my sayings and does not keep them, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my sayings has one who will judge him. The word I spoke is what will judge him on the last day. For I did not speak on my own initiative, but the Father himself who sent me has given me a commandment as to what to say and what to speak. I know that his commandment is eternal life. Therefore, the things I speak, I speak just as the Father has told me. The problem with that one is that people can interpret that as he does. He's not judging them. Right. right? But, he but he says, you know, I'm not judging you, but my, sa my, my saying, word. my, wor my word words. The words that I spoke yeah. will judge you. Right. Again, our other message yep. point, listen to Jesus. Right. Know what he says. Yep. Because you could parcel that one out oh, and man. just make it our yeah. ammunition for, right. I don't do anything. Many people will perish quoting Psalms yeah. back to God. Right. I'm glad you knew me no. in the old covenant method, but you didn't live the law that I laid down for mm. that covenant. I wish that you had lived the new covenant, mm. which was to trust in Jesus Christ and do what he says. Yeah. This is my son. Listen to him. That's good. I just love that picture of him saying, you know, I, like, you have to accept what it is, you know, because we can say, oh, Jesus, I believe you exist. <coughs> Jesus, I believe that you're God. Jesus, I believe that you're this. But if there's no following of his actual words, 
because we want to, as they did, they, they were afraid of, they wanted the approval of men. They wanted to still belong to society. Approval they, of men. They still wanted to, you know. They wanted their cake. Yes. And eat it too. Yeah. Correct? Right. And, and it's, the, he, he doesn't like that. No. We have to draw a line and step into Jesus and, you know, live through him. It's just, it's just people out there, we're begging you to read the words of Jesus in context mm-hmm. and don't dismiss him. We're begging, begging you to just say the name of Jesus, believe the name of Jesus, believe the words of Jesus. It's just so clear, and we've gotten so far away from the message of Jesus, and just base your life on it, and don't disregard it because it's hard. It is hard. Jesus died on a cross, and then his apostles did tough things. But just read the word, read the Gospels, read the red letters, right? Yeah. And it's un, it's G, only Jesus. It's, that's the only name by which man can be saved. That's really good. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us this time. We uh, love you being listeners of the Uncommon Truth. Yeah, thank so, you so much. Please, if this inspired you, uh, share it with a friend. And give us a review. Give us a review. Give, give us, us a, a rating. Give us a review, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully good. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next Bye-bye. time. Bye-bye. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you, inspired you, maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything Jesus has for you and the life he calls you to live. If you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. That way you'll get every episode each week when it's released. It would really help us if you could rate, review, and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. Help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.